What's up, runners? Welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast. I'm your host, B Lit. As a running coach, I realized how many runners really wanted to know how to make themselves better and they had no idea how to get there. So here I am to help out any athlete who wants to know more about the sport of running. From the lifelong runner to the brand new runner, there's always something to learn here on the Let's Run Fit podcast. So runners mark, let's go. Hey runners, welcome to the Let's Run Fit podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and tuning in with me today. Today we're going to be talking about how to get started into a running or workout routine. So let's sprint right in, shall we? The very first thing that anyone needs to decide is what are your goals going to be? Are you going to be running, lifting weights, walking, riding a bike, swimming, workout classes, or workout videos? These options are endless. You just have to decide what sounds best for you. If you aren't sure, this episode is going to give you some of the pros and cons of all the places and things that you can do to help give yourself an idea of what would be best. Plus, remember, if you pick one and you end up hating it, you can always change your mind. Nothing says you have to stick with the first thing that you pick if it's not for you. That doesn't make you a failure. It makes you smart because you're going to be more likely to stick with something that you actually enjoy. And the biggest part of actually picking something is just that. You want to pick something that you actually think you might actually enjoy and also something that you think you can actually do. If you pick something that's way too hard for the actual level that you're going in at, you're going to burn yourself out and be so sore and miserable that you're going to give it up before you even truly begin. So start small wherever you are and then you can work your way up from there to whatever the big goal that you have in mind is when you're ready. You do have multiple options of how you can start. You can choose to go to an actual gym itself. You can choose to watch videos on your TV at home and work out in your living room, or you can go outside and do something there. I'm going to start with the gym membership because this is what most people stereotypically think about when they think about starting a fitness routine. For some people, this could cost money if you have to go to an actual gym like a Planet Fitness. Other people, you might be lucky enough to live in a neighborhood that has a gym already there as part of the property that you can go to as well. So for a gym membership, this is going to be for people who, if they know that if they're at home, that they cannot do it. If they know that if they get home and they sit on that couch, they will never get back up. That's going to be where you need to go to the gym. So that way you go, you walk in the door and you're in that workout fitness mindset. This has to be someone who does have that ability to self-start because you do still have to get yourself out the door and into the door of the gym itself. I always suggest to people who worry about this that a good way to be successful at a gym membership would be to stack it on top of a habit you already have. So if you know that you get home from work and you pass a gym, join that gym and stop on the way home from work. Don't even go home first because I know I am the worst for when I sit down on that couch, it is hard for me to get back up. I have to come home and go straight into my workout routine and you might be the same. So if that kind of helps you to never go home first, that would be fantastic. You can also do it on the other side. So you can do it on the way to work as well if you are someone who has, you know, got magical powers and can wake up really early in the morning. I am not one of you. The beautiful thing about a gym is that you do have so much at your disposal between the cardio machines and the free weights that you can really do pretty much anything once you're there. But you do need to kind of have a plan before you get there. You never want to be the person who just walks in the door with zero idea of what you're hoping to do because that's how you end up on a cardio machine doing absolutely nothing and just kind of walking, looking around, not really sure what you're doing. So get a plan in mind before you arrive. The cardio machine 
machines are fantastic there because they normally have a combination of rowers and treadmills and ellipticals and so many things that you couldn't even imagine what they do. I've had to look up machines at the gym myself to know what the heck they were that you can really get a great cardio workout on the weight side you have the ones that are actually attached to a cord and force you to go in a certain range of motion that's very good for beginners or people looking for a very specific type of workout but you also have the free weights as well and these free weights will allow you to kind of have more of a balanced motion while you're going so all of them have so many wonderful things that are very helpful to you and a lot of these options are at every single gym so you just have to have a plan go in and get that set even if that means you go to the gym one day before your first workout to write down everything that's available to you so that way you can go through and say this is my plan and this is what I'm going to do Another fantastic thing about the gym is that they also have things like personal trainers and apps that you can use to go and you know have some sort of direction. A personal trainer can be there and be included with your membership. Sometimes they do cost extra, but they are already there if you need them and you can just easily sign up for it, just depending on what your budget is. There are also lots of apps out there as well if you had a smaller budget and didn't really wanna to talk to people if you're not a really people-y person. So those apps can be sometimes free that still have the preloaded workouts. Sometimes they have a small fee. Again, it really just depends on your budget and what you're looking for, but there is something out there within your budget from $0 to you know, however much dollars that can get you to what you want with your personal trainer goals. A big thing to think about though, if you're not using an actual person personal trainer and using an app, or you're just kind of going solo because you have at least a little bit of a knowledge to be able to come up with some type of plan, is that you do need to make sure that you know how to use the weights. Having access to the gym means you're gonna have access to things that you might not have ever used before. And while some of the machines do have like little pictures showing you what to do and a little explanation with the cue cards, it is important that you actually read those even if you feel like someone's judging you for reading it, read it. It's very important so you do not hurt yourself. And I promise no one at the gym actually gives two craps that you're reading the little cue card. They're not paying attention to you. The only reason they might look at you on that machine is if they just need the machine and they were just seeing if it was open. I promise no one at the gym actually cares what you're doing and if you're reading and doing that kind of thing. So make sure you do the best thing to keep yourself safe so that way you do not get injured and use a machine incorrectly or use a free weight incorrectly that can cause injury. At these gyms, there's also the cardio machines. They also have presets available to you if you wanna not have to sit there and plan, you know, oh, at this point we're gonna raise the incline or at this point we're gonna raise the speed. You can just hit a preset button and just go. And that does give you a little bit more flexibility of not having to think too much about it. But again, you need to make sure that you're using these in the correct range because you don't wanna hit the same preset every single day because you're gonna start overworking and overusing muscles and you're gonna get yourself a little bit of burnout. And again, like I mentioned before, you cannot rush this process. If you are rushing through this, trying to get where you think you should be instead of where you are, that's another way you're going to get injured. Now let's switch gears into the other side, which is going to be an online program at home. So this is going to be for someone who knows that once they get home, 
they are not leaving their house no matter what. So if you know that you come home and you are done for the day, this would be the great option for you. So that way you can still get your workout in and not have to worry about getting back in your car and going somewhere else. This is also gonna be really good for those who do feel awkward in the gym or outside and feel like people are watching you. So even though I personally, be lit knows that that's not happening. People aren't judging you, people aren't paying attention. That doesn't change the anxiety that you might feel and you're fully valid in your feeling of that anxiety because I used to have that same anxiety when I first started going to the gym myself as well because you just assume everyone who's been there has been there forever and that they know what they're doing and they're gonna be like oh look at this newbie like they don't do that but I still had those feelings so there's nothing wrong with that and I started off with an online program at home until I gained the confidence in myself to be like all right I know what I'm doing I can go to a gym and get my stuff done so this is gonna be the good option for you if you're one of those people. So when you are at home, you do have lots of different options of how you can do a workout as well, all ranging in price, just depending on your budget. So you can buy a treadmill. Not all of them are crazy expensive. There are ones that are like five digit numbers, but you don't have to get a five digit number one just because you wanna start a workout plan. I would honestly highly suggest not getting one that's five digits if you're just starting out because that is just it's absolutely crazy. So this would be a good option for you if you have a little bit of money to spend up front and would like to run inside at home in your air conditioning or heat, depending on the time of year, and give you access to that cardio equipment so you can do however you like, whenever you like, wearing whatever you like inside at your home. But again, only if a treadmill lines up with your goals. Not everyone wants to run. I'm aware that this is be lit and where you run fit, but you don't have to run. I'm here and supporting you through whatever workout you choose. So a treadmill is just one of those options. You also have the option to do weight. This again would have a little bit of a commitment of money to get the initial weight. And I can tell you weights can be a little bit pricey and the heavier the weight is, the more money you have to spend to get that weight. I don't know why, I don't know the exact algorithm, but you know, they do get more expensive as more weight gets put into that dumbbell. So you would need to make sure that you are spending in the correct range. Again, if you're just starting out, don't go buy a five to a hundred pound set of dumbbells that have one of each set going up by fives or something. Like that is a crazy amount of money for someone just getting started. Just get one, two, three sets at most, like a light, heavy, medium weight and have a little bit of variety because you can still get a great workout even if you only have three dumbbells. You can also get something that's adjustable that can give you that also range of amounts depending on what workout move you're doing and you can have those at home. Again, it depends on space and budget, what works best for you. But all of these are going to be great options at home to get that weight training in. You can also do bands. That's also another option. The workout little bungee bands, you know, all of those kind of things, if you know what I'm talking about, like you get some of them at like a physical therapist, some of them are tubes. All of those would also be a good option that would save you on space. And they're a little bit cheaper than the actual dumbbell. You just, again, you have to know how to work whatever equipment you're using just as if you were at a gym. I also suggest if you're someone who wants to do this at home to do please have somebody at home keeping you accountable on your form or a close mirror or something 
Because again, you can get injured very easily using weights if you are lifting incorrectly and nobody wants a back injury for the rest of their life. So make sure you are focusing on something that can teach you form. That way you know what to do. There are so many workout programs. Some of them are in front of the paywall where they're free. Others are behind a paywall that do have some type of a monthly or yearly membership. But all of those can give you options of how you can learn this, you know, just basic things about your form to make sure you prevent injury. Last at-home workout option that I'm going to talk about is going to be your basic cardio and body weight moves. These can almost always be started at no cost because believe it or not, your body's already there. You don't have to buy something special. Some of them could require something small like a resistant loop, but those are only like $10. You get a set of like three or four of them. It's not a huge price. So this would be a good option for a lot of people who do have a smaller budget because even moves that require resistant bands, there's a way you can modify without using a resistance band and still be able to get this great workout again with these programs some of them are going to be in front or behind the paywall just depending on what you choose and they can all give you an excellent body weight strength as well as cardio workout for you and just be ready to go and you'd have someone on the screen telling you what to do step by step that way you don't have to worry about is my form right am i doing the right moves am i just kind of prancing around my living room like an idiot not doing anything they can give you some great direction on different moves to do to make sure you have some type of you know plan into your workout and make sure that the moves you are doing are working together to give you a great strength body cardio workout the last option for a way to get started would be to do something outside so again this can be low to no cost to you if you have access to pool in your backyard or in your neighborhood you can go swimming it does not have to be an olympic swim routine it can just literally be you swimming in like just at least a leisurely kind of way going back and forth you could just walk in the water a hundred percent people would put that one down but that is something i actually do as part of my half marathon training is i get in the pool and i just walk back and forth the water gives you so much resistance that it actually gives me a strength workout and a little bit of a cardio because it does take a lot of energy to walk back and forth but it's low impact on my joints which I like to do just to kind of mix it up and not just be pounding the pavement every single day if you have access to a bicycle bike around your neighborhood that gives you a beautiful breeze and you can feel like you're going fast it's something I also love to do as part of my cross training routine because I just really love going out on the bike it's just a lot of fun you can also just take a walk. Anytime my mom comes to visit me, we just go on a walk around my neighborhood. I don't know why, it's just something we started doing, but we just go and we walk and we talk and we socialize and we just have a blast just walking outside in nature. Believe it or not, the Let's Run Fit podcast is a little bit partial to this last one, which is running. Go run outside. Again, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, you don't have to be running at a consistent pace without stopping to be considered a runner. You can just go running in small amounts, whether it's just through the mailbox and back or three houses up the road or whatever, 30 seconds, whatever you're kind of thinking about doing, those all count as running and they would be a great option. And to be honest, when you're outside, nothing says you have to pick just one. You can go swimming this day and then the next day you could show up to the pool and there's so many kids that you're like, I'm not dealing with this and go take a walk instead. Nothing says that you have to be stuck in a particular routine day after day. And the best part about all of these options, except for the swimming, is all that's required is a pair of shoes. It doesn't even have to be a super fancy pair of shoes, just something on your feet. 
Now, you have heard all of the options available to you of where you can go and what you can do when you get there. So now let's talk about the prep work of getting there. I keep saying you need a plan, you need a plan, you need a plan. So let's start with some of that plan. And part of this plan is that you do need to get some type of an outfit. I know it sounds weird, but planning your outfit is so important to creating a fitness routine because especially those who want to wake up early, you need to have that ready the night before to make sure that you can just put it on and get out the door or have it laid out before you leave for work. So as soon as you come home, you put it on and you get going. Having that outfit planned and ready is so, so important to getting you out the door, into the living room, pressing play, whatever it is that you chose to do. And I do suggest that this outfit be something that is some type of conducive to your workout that you chose. So I'm not saying go out and buy a whole new outfit. Be Lit did not tell you to go shopping, okay? Husbands, don't come at me. I did not tell your wives to just go out there and go crazy. I'm just saying to make sure you pick an outfit that is somewhat breathable so you do not risk overheating while you're doing your workout. I highly, 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 highly suggest to not use cotton. I know cotton is the fabric of our lives and has been ingrained into us to be the superior fabric, but that was before textile technology took off and cotton is rotten. If you listen to some previous episodes, we talk about how cotton is rotten in just kind of a passive way and now I'm going to explain it to you. Cotton absorbs all moisture that comes into contact with it and you would think, oh, that's great. It gets the moisture off my body. But where does said moisture go? Into the fiber. This makes it become very, very rough and can cause chafing. And anyone who's ever had any type of chafing in their life knows that that is painful and not great. Also, if you're someone who sweats and it's hot, it's absorbing all that moisture, which means now your sweat has nowhere to go because the shirt has absorbed it all, but it's not releasing it all. If you've ever had a cotton shirt, you can just wring it out because it's holding all that moisture. And again, heavy, rough fabrics, not what you were wanting. So please take this into account when you're picking out your outfit, some type of a polyester or spandex or something along those lines. There's so many fabrics that are better than cotton for working out. Cotton is great for that cotton dress. It's beautiful in the summer, not great for your workout routine. Now that I'm done with my rant on cotton, I'm going to go into some of the other aspects of the outfit. You need to make sure that what you choose to wear, it is conducive to wherever you live and what you chose to do. If you know that you are picking an outdoor workout, but it is winter time, please do not go out there in shorts and a t-shirt and say, well, this is my running clothes. Please wear something that is appropriate to what your climate is. And if you are inside, don't be wearing these long pants and long sleeves and a hoodie. You're going to risk over sweating. So you need to make sure that you are wearing something that is safe for the environment you're in. It does not have to be shorts and a tank top just because you're inside, but it does not need to be sweats and a sweatshirt either. It can be like a breathable pair of leggings and a breathable t-shirt, things like that, just to make sure that you're not putting yourself at risk for dehydration and heat exhaustion if you're inside or at risk for hypothermia if you are outside and it is winter time. Always just pay attention to what you're wearing to make sure that you do not cause additional issues by having like temperature related illness come from it. 
Another part of your plan needs to be some type of a route if you are going outside. Please do not just go outside and say, I'm gonna walk where the wind takes me because that's how you end up walking in circles, getting bored out of your mind and or lost. So no matter what you're doing, please make sure you have some type of a plan. This isn't just outside though, whether it's weights, make sure you know what you're doing in the order you're doing it so that way your moves work together to help your body improve instead of just you know combining together to just kind of either do nothing or worse, cause injury. Again, with weights, with your plan, you need to not work the same body system two days in a row that can be very dangerous you need to relax and let those muscles heal because whenever you're doing any type of workout you're putting what's called a micro tear in the muscle so if you're not giving your body time to rest and heal those tears you're just going to keep tearing upon tear and tear upon tear and it's going to build up and it's going to cause a lot of issues in your muscles and you're actually going to get weaker instead of stronger so make sure you have a plan in terms of what you're doing and when and where you're doing it when you're outside, whether bike, walk, or run, again, have a plan so you know where you're going and you don't end up lost. The last thing you want is to get lost in this world and not be able to find your way home because you didn't have a plan. Or honestly, what I would say would be a worse than getting lost is that you're like, all right, I'm gonna go out and run till I'm tired and you run a straight line however far away from your house and you're like, okay, I'm tired now. Well, guess what? Now you got to go home. You got to turn it around. So you've got to make sure you have a plan to make sure that you are ready to go and that you're not going to end up overworking yourself by going way too far one direction and not flipping a UE to get back home. Again, with temperature, like I keep mentioning, you need to make sure you don't put yourself at risk for dehydration. If it's hot outside, consider carrying some type of water with you. You know, whether it's carrying it physically in your hand or some type of water pack that goes on your back or water fountains on your route. Are you going to circle around your house and get a drink every lap or so? Go inside and grab that or keep it outside on the porch in like a little cooler or a cup. Whatever it is, just make sure you have some type of you know, liquid available to you. I also suggest if you're going out in public and you're not near home to bring some type of cash or card in case something happens and you need to go, you know, buy a drink or get a cab home, something like that. Just I always say it's better safe than sorry. Don't bring a lot, okay? You don't want to make yourself a target, but just something small that might be there to help you in, in case of an emergency. And you wouldn't think about this, but especially if you're gonna run or bike or do something where you're gonna be out and about away from your home, you need to also make a plan for the bathroom. Again, I know that's not something you'd expect to hear, but what if you're gonna go do a one hour walk and your stomach decides, hey, what's up? This is gonna be that time. You need to have a bathroom somewhere nearby that you can get to because GI issues are common in new people in a workout because you are jostling everything inside and your GI system's not used to that. You also never know how your body's going to react to the food in it. You do have to train your stomach to be able to work out with food in it. And let's just say you had a big meal and you didn't let it all digest and you're out for that walk or run and nature calls. You need to make sure you have some type of a bathroom plan ready because I know one of my favorite running routes, it always scares me because it's five miles out and five miles back for a 10 mile total run. It's my favorite place to run but I'm always so scared because there is zero places to use the bathroom if an emergency happens. So it's just one of those things you always have to think about. Now that we've talked about the plan, now we need to think about a little bit more micro-based into how we're doing it. So I always say the best kind of options is either time-based or distance slash rep-based, depending on if you're you know doing some type of walk, run, or lifting. 
I always suggest that my beginners use a time-based interval because it kind of takes the pressure off and it prevents you from going fast just for the purpose of getting it done. So if you're wanting to do anything that requires a distance, again, bike, walk, run, always better to use time-based. So that way, no matter what you're doing, it's 30 minutes, you go, you know how long it takes. It's much easier to budget it into your time schedule because again, like I've mentioned before on this show, Normally, if you don't have a fitness routine, it's possibly partially because you don't have time as easily as others. You're not just sitting around doing nothing. So you're having to really budget this time into your day. So it's much easier to say, I'm going to budget 30 minutes for my run, as opposed to I'm going to go budget for a three mile run that could take, you know, 20 minutes. It could take 40 minutes or it could be a bad day and you're walking or something and it could take over an hour. It just all really depends. So time-based is much easier to plan for. And again, it just prevents you from working too hard too soon just for the sake of getting it done. For one of the most important tips that I have, especially if you're going to be doing anything with running, again, is to pace yourself. Bike or run, anything where you can get really speedy, please do not go fast when you are first starting out. I know it's so tempting to just want to take off and be like, look at me go. And I know how itchy it is to get that like, oh, I want to go fast. But you're going to burn out your body if you're not careful and you start going too fast before it's ready. And all the work that you want to start doing is just going to be for nothing because you're going to have to start over after you rest and recover from the shin splints and the soreness that you're going to get. So anything that you do should start off at what's called an easy conversational pace. You should be able to talk on the phone, even if it's not full, complete, coercive sentences. You should be able to get a conversation out. You should maybe be able to sing a song with kind of short lyrics here and there. Just talk to someone the whole time while you're doing this run. If this means you have to walk at times to catch your breath back, that's fine. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. I still sometimes have to stop and walk on my easy runs because I'm just having a bad day and my heart rate's getting too high and I start getting out of breath or, you know, I got ahead of myself. There was a small hill and we know we don't have a lot of hills here at the beach and I start taking off by accident. Things happen. Just walk. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, I'm not saying that you need to abuse the privilege of walk breaks. What I'm saying is what I did when I first started running. I'd be like, oh, out of breath, time to walk. 30 minutes later, I'm still walking. So do not abuse these walk breaks. Just do it long enough to get your breath back, be able to talk again or sing again, and then get back to whatever pace you were trying to go before, and maybe even a little bit slower than what you were trying to go if you did need a walk break. It just really, again, depends on who you are. You're going to hear those words so often. But a slow pace is going to be the best thing to start off with. It's going to build what's called your aerobic base, so that kind of oxygen using cardio. It's going to build up all the good things that happen in your body when you start a cardio routine. And please do not think pace defines you. Again, no one cares. If someone does care about your pace, I promise you they are not a runner or a friend or a quality person to be talking with anyway. So just ignore them. You want to have a pace that you can actually hold and stick with and go through. So meet your body where it is. And that way you'll be able to stick with your fitness routine or much, much longer and possibly forever than if you try to push yourself too hard and end up sore and tired and shin splints and 
everything else that can come from pushing your body too hard, especially with running. And I can tell you, when you start running, those first couple miles, they're going to be hard. When you first start off, it is going to be a little bit hard. But that's why you take walk breaks and you just build up your base until you are ready. And it will be so worth it. And everyone I know who has started off hard and they stuck with it till they could do it, they love the fact that they stuck with it and that they met their body where it was at the time of their start. My last thing to leave you with today is that you need to find a friend in this process. This is probably the most important thing I have said this entire episode because that friend is going to be there as an accountability partner to help get you through this. It can be someone that you just text or send pictures and videos to that calls you if you don't show them that you did a workout. It can also be someone there in the trenches with you going to do these workouts by your side and going through the same thing. It means you're going to show up. If you have someone waiting on you, you're less likely to cancel at the last minute due to lack of motivation. Because if you keep canceling constantly for reasons that don't make sense, your partner's gonna get on you. They're gonna get upset with you if you keep canceling for no reason. So it means that you're going to show up if for any reason but to help your friend get through their process, which means you're going to get through yours. So all of this is going to help with your workout routine. So find a friend to help you. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and you found some inspiration for getting started into some type of health and fitness routine, whether it be lifting, walking, swimming, my favorite running, whatever it is, just go out there, get it done, and you're going to be so happy for it. If you ever have questions about anything while you're getting started on your journey, always reach out to me. I'm always available, whether just through email or through my Instagram. Either way, I'll always be happy to answer any questions you have while you're getting started and help you stick with it. Thanks so much, runners, for spending time with me and listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. I always love to hear from my listeners. And if you want more Let's Run Fit in your life, find me on Instagram at Let's Run Fit with Be Lit. Until next time, runners. The information in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please always consult a medical professional if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The Let's Run Fit podcast is not liable for risk or issues associated with using or acting upon the information in this podcast.